Hello, and welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 169. I am your host, Ryan Black, and I am joined by my co-host, Joshua Taylor, and we are back, and we are playing with power. Josh, how you doing this week? I'm doing just fine, all things considered. Cool, cool. I'm doing all right as well, just staying quarantined as best I can. <laughs> you know, staying healthy as, as, you know, working from home and just, you know, surviving. Just like a lot of us are, you know. So uh, normally the show is about nostalgia, um, and we bring bring older games to the the forefront. You know, kind of look at them and through nostalgic lens, growing up with them. Um, but we're gonna look uh, a bit, uh, well, way forward, for lack of a better term, uh, to uh, a more modern company, but definitely <laughs> definitely rooted in its uh, retro roots. Um, and uh, we have uh, Yacht Club Games on uh, to talk with us and uh, just kind of uh, hang out with us on the show. Um, we have Sean uh, Velasco and Nick Wozniak. Welcome, Hello. guys. How you doing? Hey. Hello. Doing pretty good. Also quarantined, also trying to survive, also like stuck with a bunch of kids in a house where there's no walls. So. <laughs> on a little staycation. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nice. Actually, I, I kind of like being at home for a little bit and just kind of like, it's, it's definitely like not as like, you know, our, our, our schedule is a little like laxer uh, in terms of just like not being around each other means that we can't just like be as super productive. Um, but we're trying to, we're trying to find ways to like stay productive, but yeah. Yeah. Productivity is definitely taking a hit, but (laughs) I mean, the first week that I was in quarantine, I just basically laid in bed the whole time. (laughs) Like slept all day. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, oh man. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. But yeah, things this week has been a lot better. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. We have some cool stuff coming up. So trying to catch up on my backlog. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so that's All I right. guess that's going okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, let's get into what we are radical rexing about. Okay, Josh, go ahead and kick us off this week. Uh, let us know what you're radical rexing about. Okay, so I'm going to keep mine quick because there's not a whole lot to it, really. Um, you know, like we've been saying, we're, we've all been basically locked away in our own homes for, what is it, a week or a week and a half or so here, um, which is really weird to me considering my normal schedule. But it's been kind of nice considering Animal Crossing came out last Friday mm-hmm. and, and Doom Eternal. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been playing a little bit too much Animal Crossing. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm still working from home, but... Uh, when I probably should be doing some other things around here. It's been mostly Animal Crossing. Kid goes to bed, then it's Doom. So, <laughs> I mean, I can't really complain about that. Um, it, it's been kind of nice, like like you all were saying. It's you know the whole situation sucks, but I I can't complain too much. I've sort of enjoyed being around the house for a little change of pace and just playing the crap out of Animal Crossing. Right. Yeah. Like we've been social distancing in a way for for long before the quarantine began so maybe it's not too huge of an adjustment for some of us yeah (laughs) all right uh sean uh what are you radical rexing about well i've been radical rexing about my whole (laughs) backlog of games uh i which started with final fantasy 15 which i yeah which i i don't know i've i'm a big final fantasy fan but i wasn't a big fan of final fantasy 15 when i first played it Mm -hmm. but i my video card died and i got a new video card and now it runs so nicely and perfectly on my pc so yeah i was playing that with my partner we finished we finished it 
30 hours through. 30 seems short for a Final Fantasy it game. Is, it is short, was, for a Final Fantasy game. <laughs> and, and you know what? That game really only has, I would say, maybe 15 hours of actual content. Oh, it's, uh, it's Yeah, it's like a Metal Gear Solid oh. 5 situation where the yeah. back half of it is just like completely not finished. And mm. and I'm playing the deluxe version that has where they they fixed everything right right yeah I'm playing the version that where they <laughs> fixed everything and it's just still like I don't know, yeah yeah it was very uh, I don't know it had its moments right mm-hmm. you got four friends going on a road trip around the U S it's all very kind of Americana you know all those things that we can't really do right now so that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was uh, it, it was kind of nice and. Th- now that it's in the rearview mirror, so to speak, it's not. It's I'm not quite as angry as I was when I was playing it. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then I'm restarted Gears of War four, playing that co-op. Wow. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna try and finish Subnautica because that game yeah. it it seems like it's like a Minecraft, mm-hmm. and it is, but it actually has like an ending apparently. So I'm going to try and get all the way through the end there as well. That's the one where you dropped off on the planet and you basically had to gather stuff and survive. Well, yeah, you're not, you're not dropped off. You crash land in a horrible explosion. And (laughs) it's like, I don't know. It's like, what an amazing beginning. Uh, Mm -hmm. You you start out and you're, you see your ship kind of exploding as you're, as you're going off in your life pod. And then the, the, like a piece of debris smacks you in the head. And when you wake up, everything around you is destroyed. You're in the pod and you, you pop it open from the top and look outside. And it's just, you see the huge hull of your crashed ship and then endless water in mm-hmm. all directions. And it's just such a, uh, it's just such a strikingly realistic <laughs> feeling of being stranded yeah. on a, on a scary alien planet. And the and the the real fear of being in deep water is so like the the thing yeah. that's stopping me from finishing or that's stopping me from playing that game <laughs> is like fear? fear is like actual real fear. <laughs> I don't I don't want to go over to where these there's these big giant snake uh, <laughs> swimming monster things yeah, called Leviathan. Right. Dude, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think I did until I played this, and I, I mean, I, I'm not afraid of going in the water usually <laughs> at all, but yeah, this was like, I just really, really, uh, yeah, feeling some real deep fear. Yeah, there. that's yeah. that's on my backlog too, and I think for the same reason I haven't played it because like, it's so like. I got that t- thalassophobia when I first went to um, like Dire Dire Docks in Mario <laughs> yeah. 64. Right. I got a little twinge of it, and like I saw the eel, and I was like, <gasps> <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Definitely yeah. kudos to you for playing an entire game that's a water level. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, Nick, what have you been up to? What have you been radcoring about? So I, um, I've been pecking away at. Uh, Baba is you forever. Yes. Oh, really? Um, Are you gonna awesome. finish it? I'm I'm going to finish it. I'm very far. I have like twelve levels left, to my knowledge, unless like some something the night thing happens and the whole game like flips on its head or whatever. But um, I'm very far <laughs> into it. <laughs> I don't know. Like that's a kind that would of thing be that could so, happen. so horrible. Yeah, it would be. <laughs> um, but that guy who made it, um, he also made a game before that called Environmental Station Alpha. And I played that on my stream a while ago and I played it again for Yacht Club stream. And like, I've been playing that for my class. I was like, that is like the game that I've been playing this past week or so for no reason. 
um, and it's a Metroid game that's like eight bit or eight eight pixel tall tiles everywhere. So your character is very small. Um, it's I think it's really fun, and it has like a, a huge emphasis on mobility and fun like tricks you can do with many of its abilities. Um, which and in contrast, to, like Super Metroid, I feel like there's a lot of like I don't know, like the grappling hook in Super Metroid sucks, but like in <laughs> They they fixed it and like he made it really cool in in Environmental Station Alpha and and there's like um, this dash thing that lets you like fly in the air basically like he he like learned a lot of the lessons and like did the kind of thing that we did with, with like Shovel Knight to Mega Man mm-hmm. and Zelda two so um, it's really fun um, it's definitely a Metroid though so you can get lost and kind of like confused mm-hmm. but um, but yeah that game's fun uh, so yeah Bob is you ESA um, and then I've been playing uh, D&D lately, too. Awesome. Um, I've never played before, and this is, like, my first campaign. Um, we are, I don't know, like, seven sessions in, and uh, it's going really cool. The The DM has, like, this big overarching plot and story. It's all, like, the world is his own, and, like, the, the, the legends and everything is, like, really thought out. I have, like, a, a, a lore Bible I have to reference every now and then for, like... <laughs> Like we, it's like this is the temple of Fulminus, and I'm like, oh yeah, Fulminus, right? Um, <laughs> so it's, cool. it's cool to like learn and like be a part of like a, a branching story. Um, yeah. It's really fun. Definitely a cool experience. We meet every Wednesday and, and do different RPGs and stuff. And we're the past couple weeks we've been doing D and D. We've done cool. uh, Disney and Dragons, the Disney version. Then we have our our, <laughs> our crazy chaotic, you know, five E game. So yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. I'm actually playing tonight. So and and like. Three hours I'll be playing, so I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, um, for me, uh, the primary primary thing that I'm really mad at Rexing about, of course, is Animal Crossing, um, and not not necessarily just for playing like the collection, everything, collect all the things, you know, build all the things, but yeah. also just it's my only outlet for hanging out with people, um, and I love it. I I'm able to have people over to my quote unquote house. And yeah. uh, hang out when I can't do anything in this quarantine, and so that connection has been really awesome. Um, right now, I am I am also quarantined away from my wife because my wife has uh, several health conditions that would mm. be fatal if if the uh, virus were to take hold in our household. So I'm not really able to do any like any interaction at all with my wife. I'm in a separate room, and and we're not able to really see each other. But we're able to go on dates and stuff in Animal Crossing, so it's pretty cool to be able to do that. And, That's uh, fun. It's, it's, it came at a really good time. <laughs> honestly um for this to be able to connect us all even though we're we're separated in, in our own houses so i'm really thankful for that and radical x about that um i don't think there's anything else going um i did get my computer my tower i guess my desktop tower um up and running um it's not as as nice as i hoped it would have been uh, someone built it for me they gave it to me at a really good discount so i'm piecing things together Though I gotta tell you, it's really hard to find a webcam in this, these day and ages. It's like it's next to like toilet paper and hand sanitizer as far as availability. Yeah, so. definitely, it makes sense, right? Everybody needs this thing <laughs> that lets them connect to other people. So, yeah, yeah webcams a high like priority thing. I was thinking about that too, actually, like recently, like trying to find like the things that I don't think are hard to find. And it's like, oh, of course you can't find like webcams or like microphones or like on huge <laughs> delay, like stuff like that is like really bizarre. <laughs> yeah, though I just got one in the mail. Um, we we ordered it for like for work. We ordered it from Best Buy, and mm-hmm. it took about a week. So I don't know. Oh, maybe, yeah. give, maybe give that a shot. 
<laughs> and that's I, and that's what you're saying is don't don't be scared away by the long wait times they suggest. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I mean I don't know maybe maybe I just slipped in under the <laughs> under the craziness, but yeah we've been we've been in quarantine for this will be two weeks now, so yeah. so we're I guess we're a little bit ahead of y'all. <laughs> it's a week for me, so but that was yeah. I, I kind of went into self quarantine a couple of days before we actually locked down everything in Indiana. Yeah. So. Yeah. So yeah, we're well stocked with food and everything. So just uh, kind of waiting things out. Yeah, eating that canned chili and chick noodle soup. <laughs> we, <laughs> lots we, and lots of uh, things in the crock pot. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Anything yeah, that goes a long way. Uh, I'm gonna be tired of this these frozen meals and stuff after a while. I've had peanut butter <laughs> and jelly every day until the pre- bread's just gone. Yeah. And it's a bunch of frozen stuff. It's it's. It's doable. I'm surviving, but I'm, I think I'm going to be pretty well and tired of it by the time this is all said and done. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of cool yeah. to have like an experience like everybody in the world is kind of going through. Yeah, that's what I was saying. At the risk at the risk of sounding callous, I was Definitely. like, you know, this is like, okay. it's like kind of, you know, this is like something that you're going to talk about forever. Mm-hmm. This is right. a really oh, crazy, yeah. it's like a crazy kind of cool in a way thing, but, you know, except for not cool at all. Except people are dying. <laughs> yeah, people are dying and it's horrible. It's cool to see people come together. Yeah. And also uh, technology, uh, it's something that's taking off and expanding in, in a way that we didn't, it, it needed a coax anyway, but I mean, this is a good thing that's coming out of a really bad situation, but just like yeah. everybody going online to do their their conferences and their schooling and everything like it's pushing yeah. the nation towards uh, a better like e-commerce and and just uh, you know just connected on the internet and things yeah. and pushing technology forward so i think a, a lot of good can come from that just as good as as good things can come from things that were created in wartime you know and can yeah, totally. come to yeah. benefit people so i mean you yeah. can see like the skyline of la right now is like crystal clear oh wow you know like from like from miles away you can you can see there's a catalina island you can like you can see across downtown past the, the ocean into the water bit and you can see catalina island it's like you never get to see that it's just like brown goo <laughs> usually yeah. uh, and like so yeah. all the cars are just like gone right it's kind of so here in West Virginia, we were the last ones with a confirmed case. Now we have mm-hmm. like 50 of them or something. Yeah. The joke was that we live in the area that's known as the Kanawha Valley. Just we had a bunch of plants and stuff here. And we, we were always saying that just all of the junk that floats in our air is protecting this whole time. This whole time. <laughs> I don't think that was the case. No. <laughs> How viruses work. <laughs> uh, all right. I think we are ready for the main topic of the show. Josh, do you want to take us in? Sure. I guess we will jump right into things. So um, I, I kind of mentioned it some before the show. I, I hate to throw like the regular old boring questions at you guys, but just just to get things rolling. Um, and since this is sort of a nostalgia based show, um, what was what was some of the I'm trying to think of the best way to word this? What what was some of the inspirations to get you all started? What was some of your favorite old games? All of that sort of thing. Yeah, I mean, we've been playing games forever, right? So we would get together and play Mega Man every May 
and call it Mega May before like Capcom officially started doing that, which is like ridiculous. That's our word. How they dare they? <laughs> they ripped us off. Yeah, <laughs> rip off artists, all of them. Yeah, we. Anyway, so we ripped May. off Mega Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that'll get them. Uh, yeah, Mega Man, of course, is a big inspiration. Uh, Castlevania yeah. is a big one. I mean, all those games on the NES that we played as kids. Um, Zelda 2, the combat from Zelda 2 was a big was a big inspiration. We we wanted to we always saw that there was potential in Zelda 2's combat, even though that not game the, not the level design. Yeah, oh. it's, yeah, well, it's not very. Yeah, it wasn't a very well received game. The design is definitely strange. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but there's so much good stuff in it. And it was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if you could really have a back and forth and do and do sword battles and sword combat in a way that felt really, felt like a real knockdown, drag out fight. Mm. Uh, that's the kind of thing that was happening with Dark Souls around the time that Shovel Knight was, was getting thought of. Uh, like Dark Souls was a big inspiration, I would say, even though that's like a modern game. Um, like when Shovel Knight dies, he drops his gold, and then like if you lose it, then it's gone. Kind of like mm-hmm. like Dark Souls is Souls, and like the very I don't know, Dark Souls in a lot of ways is like kind of like an NES game, right? It's like you, mm-hmm. you have to you have to learn a lot of stuff through memorization, and it's it's like tough but fair. Or at least that's what people say. I don't know how true that is, right? Like you, you're walking and then a ball just falls down and hits you out of nowhere. A dragon breathes fire on you. It's like, well, you know, what, what was I supposed to do? Um, <laughs> you're supposed to dodge it, idiot. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, and like, I mean, of course, like Mario and the Marios and the map from Mario 3 yeah. and... Every every game, like from Blaster Master to Ninja Gaiden to Castlevania to Mega Man, they all have those bosses that are on a big black background uh, that you battle. And we tried not to we tried not to lift anything too specific or particular from any game, and instead tried to make something that could just you know nestle itself in with all the other with all the other great NES games of that time, yeah. except we had the advantage of of having it 20 years in the rearview mirror so we could make some changes for the better. Well, and a lot of times, like, we'll, we'll come up with a design decision, like, hey, how do we implement this feature? Like, let's talk about this, and we'll sit down and we'll talk about it. And it's like, well, the first the first question usually is, like, how do other games do it? Like, well, what do we want to accomplish with this? And, like, how do other games kind of, like, get, get around that or, or, or solve that for us? And so um, we looked to a lot of other games, and we looked, and so we looked at a lot of, at a lot of combat stuff with Zelda 2 and um, just like the mobility of, of like a character that doesn't have a, a run state, like sort of like Mega Man, um, you know, like how do we do camera transitions? Like Mega Man does a good job with that and like yeah, yeah. the rules like work. Um, but like we didn't stick exactly to like timing, you know, it's like mm-hmm. the Mega Man camera looks similar to ours, but like the Mega Man camera takes a lot longer. Um, and yeah, the screen transitions are slow. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those games had suspect collision and yes. like weird, just like a lot of weird decisions. Or I mean, they're not weird. It was like they were doing it all for the first time, and those games are like amazing. And, yeah, and it's sort of like a miracle they run, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, they're like miraculous <laughs> games. But uh, but I mean, now with yeah, with more modern technology, of course, we can do any number of yeah. things. So. So we just look yeah. back with like a lens of like what we can bring over um, and like see what worked and what didn't. And like, 
why stuff worked, you know, and, and we don't like necessarily like I don't think we like did everything perfectly <laughs> necessarily, but like it was like it was fun to like go back and like approach things um, that have been established with a new um, angle, and that's kind of like how we're doing things now as we develop these other games, um, as we're like thinking about like Dig and Cyber Shadow and and uh, Pocket Dungeon and stuff. It's like a lot of like, well, yeah, like games like in the past did this, like Ninja Gaiden has this going for it. Um, you, can, you know, how, why does that work, and how can we like make that work with Cyber Shadow and stuff? So, yeah, that's a continual like. You'll see that a lot with whatever game we make, probably. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, one thing I particularly like about with Shovel Knight in particular is, and comparing it to older games from the NES era, um, is the lack of extra lives. <laughs> um, yeah. I, for me, that that still drives me nuts. If, if I go back, I, I'm I was born in '89, so I grew up more with the Super Nintendo than like mm-hmm. the regular Nintendo. Um, and, and man, going back to some of those, I don't know if I just suck or what the deal is, but especially Mega Man, I I like it and I played a handful <laughs> of them, but man, I'm terrible at it. And yeah. it's always the extra lives that get me like, cause I'll, I'll get to a certain point and then I'm before like, you know, I die two or three times and you have to start completely over. So at least with Shovel Knight, I like the concept of, you know, grabbing the gold or, or at least trying to get your stuff back. And ultimately you could still get through even if you had about nothing left by the time you get yeah. to the end of it. But it, it was way less frustrating to me. Um, yeah. I think, and it was I think a bit more, polished maybe just with tom you know the level design and things like yeah, that come, definitely. I, I mean and but the, our levels are like also denser right like there's like more on screen because we have like wider screens like we have like more things going on there's a lot of lo- like levels and or screens in mega man where it's just like an elbow like you just like fall down and then go to the right and like that's the whole screen but like sean and like level design was like really closely involved like they're like trying really hard not to make like nothing screens right yeah, yeah. no no screens of nothing unless unless it's for storytelling purposes or something, right? Like the first screen, the sure. first screen that Shovel Knight jumps into in every stage usually has like some slight tutorializing or maybe, I don't know, like in the Lich Yard, when you start, all it is is like a creepy arrow with a skull pointing, like yep. beckoning you to the right. Yep. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff in there for sure. Yeah. I think one of the things that like, as far as like the extra lives go, like we, we talked about those like back in the day too. And I think Mega Man's, just, just to just to bounce off your your point, I think Mega Man's lives specifically work well for me, just because they feel like more like a gamble. Like you're, you're like saying to yourself, "I can beat this level in three tries," um, and so like those levels that are like less dense and they have less going on, they they are sort of like a run. But I can definitely see like where it falls apart, and uh, I think Mega Man and Capcom agree with you because later they start like just throwing extra lives at you like they're nothing. Right, like in Mega Man the Five, they're like constantly dropping. <laughs> yeah, but like, what's the point of that, right? Like, yeah, if, exactly. gonna, if it's gonna be the like, I really like, I kind of like the three life system in Mega Man. Uh, admittedly, yeah, it's definitely like really difficult. Yeah. But like, when you start throwing a bunch of extra lives in there, it kind of upends the balance of it. I think it would be neat if it was like you have three lives, you can't you can't get any, and like in Mega Man, if you die and you have two lives, and then you go to the next level, you still have two lives. I would give you three yeah. lives like every time. Yeah, to start over each time. Right. It's a gamble. It's a wager. It's like it's like it's the Estus Flask, right? It's like I can I can get to the end with five shots of my Estus Flask. Right. Good analogy, was. That's yeah, nailed it. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is like the Estus Flask. Yeah. So, but they don't just give you free flask refills because that, <laughs> that messes it up totally yeah definitely 
and then and then they like but they also like learned from that and they like made it so that you could like get more ss flasks just to, like extend the analogy like you can right. you can kindle a bonfire anyway um and, and, and with Mega Man, yeah. you should be able to buy the so you start with four lives like from the shop yeah right but yeah, then you and, shouldn't be able to just farm bolts right it should be like you got to progress through the stage so that way you could go through every stage and then you could get your bolts, and then you could get more lives. Like so saving for the tackle, hard level. Yeah. yeah, then you could tackle the more difficult stage. And But then yeah. you would start with four every time. You know, that's like, that's getting into roguelike territory almost. A little bit, yeah. But it's still like an interesting choice that it, yeah. that could that would help a lot. Of, like, because Mega Man is hard. Mega Man, if you don't have a it's guide, like it's like crazy hard. Um, for the longest time, I like, I just like couldn't break into it. And and like I just had to like start using the guy. Like like start here. Like don't don't try, you know, to even attempt quick man yet. Just like wait till later later. Like <laughs> you're right. gonna kill him with the, the, the flash thing, like it's fine. Right. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I might have done that. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um before we jump into the next question, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of background with us our nostalgia for your games. I know it's still it's a fairly new-ish game, but it's been out for a while now. Yeah, um, you guys yeah. have put a lot of lot of iterations and a lot of expansion to it. Um, it's it's great. Um, I, uh, I I'm fledgling when it comes to this game. Um, I I got it on Wii U. Uh, I won it. I think it was. Oh. Whoa. I, I can't even remember. Like I, I won it, and I was like, oh, this is cool, you know. And my friends had always talked about Shovel Knight, so I'm like, okay, I'll I'll play this. And uh, I was determined that I was going to play this co-op with with my wife. Oh. And. Cool. Uh, and we were going through it, and then life happened, and we got away from it. And so, like, well, you know what? We're never going to find time to do this again. But if it ever comes out for the Switch, you know, I'm going to get that. And so it came out for the Switch, and I got it. And so, awesome. And, uh, <laughs> and I really, really enjoy what this offers. And, you know, I, one thing never really clicked for me was that Zelda 2 reference. I never drew that line until you guys started talking about that. I'm like, oh, yeah, the, the down thrust. That's why it's so comfortable for me. Yeah. <laughs> That I mean, makes so that, much sense. A lot of that comes from actually Sean because he was like he was such a huge advocate for Zelda Two. Even when I first met him, like, like yeah. I, I always thought Zelda Two was like the weird game that I just like never <laughs> could get into because it was like so out of genre, right? Mm-hmm. Um, well, well, I never had Zelda One, right? Like I think Zelda uh-huh. Zelda One oh, came okay. out in like 1986 or 87, and then like Zelda Two came out in like 1988. I didn't get I didn't get an NES until the second round of games came around so like i had mario i had mario 2 and i had zelda 2 i remember going to my friend's house and he had zelda 1 and i was like what the hell is this (laughs) you're like no i want to play zelda right it's like it's it's from the top down there's like the graphics are like very primitive and weird looking everything's like beige it was like it was just very not what i was expecting for for zelda like where's zelda where's where's zelda right That's awesome. Yeah, I, I I think my first Zelda actually was Link to the Past, mm-hmm. um, just because I like didn't have it on my NES for whatever reason. I had like I had like eight games on the NES, um, right. and no, I had I had the original Zelda, but it broke, and mm. so I couldn't play. It. I just like stared at this gold cartridge forever. Um, uh, or was that the one that had the gold cartridge? Yeah, they okay, all, they, they all did. They they all did. Okay. I mean, well, crazy. I mean, not not Link to the Past. But like like Link, uh, Ocarina of Time had a gold one too later. Yeah, and Majora's anyway. Mask did. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, I just like I coming back to Zelda two later was like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so I didn't yeah, finish it, it, it ever. It, it's the only Zelda game I've never beat. The only home console one. 
and I'd, I always go back to it. And I'm like, this time, like I'll, I'll even, I, I've even half cheated and used restore points just to <laughs> speed things up a little bit. And I'm like, yeah. I still just can't, I'll, I'll get partway through it and I always get stuck at certain points. Yeah. And something else comes on and I'm just like, I, I can't, I can't put the time into this right now. One yeah. of these days I'll plan on getting back to it. That's your white whale. Yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, <laughs> it's, it's a that's how I am with, uh, Final Fantasy V. Now that I'm done with 15, I'm feeling real good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll jump into five. I've tried to start that game so many times, but I could just like I don't know. I love Final Fantasy IV, and a lot of it was like because of the story and the characters. But then Final Fantasy V, those really take like a backseat, and it's like much more about just like the mechanics of battling, and it's mm-hmm. just like uh, I just can't. <laughs> But what? that's so weird why do you you need the talking that's like the opposite of what you usually are yeah that's that is i true. guess like thematic and and world is different than than yeah. straight up just like like diction talking right yeah oh yeah seriously like i tried playing disco elysium <laughs> yeah. and I, like everyone's like you gotta play disco elysium we were talking to somebody and they're like that's the it's the greatest rpg ever made and i was like oh all right i gotta try it and then i tried it and it was just like talking and talking and talking <laughs> and there's like every every person you talk to has four dialogue tree options and then each of those options has like four more options anyway i got out of the main the little <laughs> hub like the hotel where you start and I, I go outside and there's like seven more characters all just like sitting there ready to be talked to <laughs> and i was just like okay and i steam returned it <laughs> that means you didn't even spend two hours with it it was under two hours yeah i just i mean sorry i just don't want that's a pretty that's, that's a pretty sharp bounce that's too much reading man i you know I I don't, call me any intellectual do but. you think do you think if it was uh spoken voice like if it was like the characters had actual dialogue you'd, you'd be no, 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 because it's you have to reading. answer. You have to like. They're like, well, what do you think about this? And then you, you have to attention. answer. Well, no, no, I like. I, look, I love paying attention to things. I love. <laughs> I love maxing things, and yeah, I love sure. making. I love making choices, but I don't like making meaningless choices. And sure. even and and if all that changes is like different dialogue happens, or it's like if everything is a dice roll, then like why do I care? And if every dialogue is all. It just leads to more dialogue. Then what am I doing? I, I don't know. I was just, I've, I, it's just not my thing. You know, people love those, or like a Planescape Torment, or like Divinity Original Sin, all those kinds of games where you just like text and text and text and text. I, th- I thought Disco Elysium would be the one, but maybe, maybe next time. Maybe yeah, Divinity right. Original Sin three. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Josh, Disco three. Yeah. Uh, Josh, what are your first experiences with uh, Yacht Club games? Is it with Shovel Knight or, or like, or did you jump in later on with one of the expansion uh, packs, or what was your first experience? Oh no, actually, um, it, it's it's basically what got me to look at the indie scene in general. Awesome. Um, back in the Wii U era and all of that, I, I'm going to sound like a video game snob, but I feel like I didn't play a whole lot of of indies until Shovel Knight. I, I don't even remember what pulled me into that, to be honest. But I jumped in close to the release to it on Wii U, and uh, of course I've I've played through every one since, and I got it on Switch and all of that. But uh, yeah, that's that's one of those that definitely made a big difference because now I play a ton of indies. Um, I wish I would have backed it, to be honest. But I I guess I didn't follow all that stuff at the time. But uh, that, was, yeah. that was a while ago. Yeah, <laughs> Most people didn't totally. back it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we we really appreciate you know, your support and everybody's support. That's like, it's so, so freaking cool. 
And so it's cool that you're playing more indies also. What what are some of your other favorite indies? Um, offhand, like I'm trying to think of some recent ones. Uh, the first one I can say I actually backed was Ukulele. Okay. Um, hmm. I love that and Impossible Air. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, shoot, I, I lost the name there. Um, the Steam World Dig Games, I've been into those. Yeah, um, yeah I finished Usually those. that kind of stuff. Um, Did you jump on the Celeste bandwagon? I've enjoyed it. Um, I, I don't think I enjoyed it as well as like everyone else. I'm, that's nothing against it. I just, you know, it was good. I, it wasn't like my game of the year, but yeah, yeah it was cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Shovel Knight whole line of things, the Treasure Trove and, and all of that have been great. Um, that Those have probably been the things I've looked the most forward to when it comes to the whole indie scene. Oh, cool. Um, and uh, I, I put a ton, ton of time into it. It's still actually, I think, on my Switch. If you list everything by like the the hours you put in everything, it's pretty darn high on my list, and I got a <laughs> boatload of games on there at this point. Um, <laughs> nice. I've, yeah, I think mine is Tetris ninety nine. Really? That's, yeah. <laughs> what? It's strange. I know, right? Strangely enough, um, I just put I just put so much time into Tetris ninety nine. It's mm-hmm. I would just hold nights would yeah just hold days and nights would disappear. That's it was like crazy. Oh, it's like oh god. I haven't heard really? you talk about that game at all. That's like such a shock to me. <laughs> well, here, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna check my. I'm gonna check and see what my actual ones are. <laughs> I'll get. I'll, I'll. If if I find it, I'll update y'all. Okay, thanks. Mine's <laughs> actually Smash Brothers still somehow, but um. And what's funny about that? I guess while we're talking about it, like how did that work? I, I know Shovel Knights popped up in that as an assist trophy. Oh yeah, um, we were really excited and happy about that. Yeah, I mean, I as far as like how it went, it's like we just <clears throat> we can't talk about like too much of the specifics, but yeah. like we, uh, um, Nintendo invited us and we like jumped at the chance. I've like always been a huge Smash player. Sean like got into it this past generation because right. of Mega Man. Right, I didn't care about <laughs> Smash at all, but then Mega Man yeah. got added to Smash, and I was like, oh my god, I'm gonna get into it. And then I was like, he's he's gonna like bounce off once he like gets to the the mechanic part, but then you got like really into it. Yeah, I'd say I got pretty good at, with Mega and Man. You're very good at Mega Man. <laughs> <And> the, <laughs> very frustrating. <laughs> we played a lot. I mean, we played so much freaking Smash on Wii U. Yeah. It was like that. It was an insane, insanely a lot of hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so just the chance to be in a Smash is just what a tremendous honor. I mean, it's. Yeah, I, it's I think great. we're we're as flabbergasted kind of as everybody else was. <laughs> yeah. Probably, I'm more so. I'm sure. Definitely. Are you guys prepared uh, in case that they do announce a? Uh, it play the arms character is up for for choosing if they end up choosing uh springman you know as a, he's right now an assist trophy are you guys prepared for the influx of emails about hey is shovel not going to be a playable character now that there's an actual you know, <laughs> oh yeah trophy as a playable character <laughs> yeah you know we still get we we get a lot of emails and also people just being like well uh, it's so it's like annoying that he wasn't a fully playable character and yeah. are you guys kidding me it's like <laughs> it's so rad that he's in there actually actually my favorite uh i guess crossover that i've, I've gotten to play is blade strangers i absolutely love him in blade strangers oh, oh yeah he's so rad. with like his, with like his with his crusty old man voice <laughs> yeah he's like a yakuza he's so good in that in in that game and i love just like how bulky and like 
huge he is. My kids are awake. I'm sure you can hear them in the background. <laughs> it's good. Cool. Yeah, he's so cool in Rivals of Ether as well. Because I mean, if if you ever wanted to see what he would be like in a Smash kind of game, that's like he's got a full on move set, and you can like buy you can like buy relics with gold during the match, and and it's just there's so much attention to detail in that uh, in in that cameo. It's just incredible. Yeah, we love that cameo. Like I I don't play Ether, but I love watching people play especially now that Shovel Knight's in there. And just, like, seeing... Like, they put in so much detail and so much effort to make that character, like, really real. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he's, like, very well represented in there. And, and we love it. Yeah, I, so, I know in Ukulele, I particularly liked his voice in that. Oh, that right. Was, that was that's Sean. me! Yeah. That's me! <laughs> I'm like, yo-ho, yo-ho, yo-ho. It's very prestige. <laughs> uh, I recently <laughs> replayed it with my five-year-old, and I had to read off everything to her, and I did my best, best impression of it. I'm not going to do it now, but sure, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was okay. That's um, great. That's awesome. When, when Sean recorded that, I was expecting it to be more processed. Like, like yeah, you know, banjo, banjo sounds a little bit like... Yeah, it's the person, but it's like it's like their their voice is like robotized somehow. But when yeah. when they put it in ukulele, it was just like, oh, that's just Sean. Yeah, that's just like him. He's just saying yo ho yo ho 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 yo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty that good. That is really I, weird. I do love how he pops up in everything. I, I know, like he's been in a lot of crossovers, and I, every time I see him pop up in something, I almost I kind of have to laugh. It's just great. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see him pop up in everything. Oh, he'll be in everything. Don't don't you worry. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. I I will. Uh, so, sorry. Update. Uh, update. Here we Smash, go. Smash Brothers is the most played game on my Switch. Okay. Where's Tetris oh, okay. Ninety Nine? Is it number two? It is. Four hours, five hours, twenty hours in World of Final Fantasy Maxima. Oh, wow. Ukulele and Impossible Air says, played for a little while. <laughs> Doesn't even count it yet. I guess not. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, Tetris, Tetris 99 is my second most played. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> anyway, oh. sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. So how did, how did it come no, no, to be just, that, I'm... go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, how did it come <laughs> to be that he was a, uh, you know, how did it come to be with his shape? Like, is 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 he's a fish, basically, underneath the helmet. Like, how did you come up with that, or how did that come to be? Is it something that you added in as a joke and it just happened, or was it something that you planned all along? Like, uh, it's definitely something that was added as a joke. It was okay. actually, it was actually really far toward the end of the development of the original Shovel Knight, and it was like and we weren't supposed was to add. Crazy. Everyone was crazy. Yes, it, I mean, <laughs> even more than that. And we were, uh, we weren't supposed to be putting anything extra in the game. It was like, okay, we're done adding stuff. But then we, but then like David and I. We're like, okay, how, what, what if we like put it? What if we put in someone with Shovel Knight's armor, but he had like a fish head, and he like runs <laughs> through like a, there's like a one in a million chance that he like runs through and he could like say something to you. And I, I, I don't even remember what else. I like animated the fish head. We put it in, and he's like, oh yeah, it sure is nice to take that helmet off sometimes. And it was just like a dumb joke, yeah. right? Yeah, it got more and more. It got. Yeah, like yeah, and then that became like one of the costumes for the amiibo, um, right? So you could like play as him, and then like Ether Rivals of Ether, like they they like hit one of his taunts is he like that character takes off his helmet and he's and he's a fish head. He falls off and he's like, oh, oh no, and he goes, oh yeah, <laughs> and he's like, oh, whoops, and he puts it back on. Um, yeah. 
and the for that first we have a statue from first four figures they're like well maybe with and all of the first four figure statues they have like a deluxe edition that has some mm-hmm. other piece that you could get with it and so they're like how about you know we were thinking that shovel knight could have like the the flare <laughs> wand or like the fire rod or you know and then it, and then he could yeah. like be holding that instead of the shovel and we're like yeah. okay we're like wait we have another we have a different thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. the, fans gonna, the fans are gonna love it it was shannon's idea actually she's like it should be a fish head and everybody was like oh, it should be a fish head <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. Yeah. So yeah, it's just kind of been a it's just been a joke that kept on going. And now, yeah, when I think about I guess I still I still don't think about Shovel Knight as having a fish head mm-hmm. underneath underneath his helmet no, for the, real. The official stance is that it's possible he's a fish. He could be. He could be. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he may be a fish. He might, he might be a fish. Possible fish. So I know I'm jumping all over the place now, but you all mentioned the Amiibo. Um, I know especially at the time it was one of my favorite functionalities that were unlocked their co-op and the Wii U version of it. Yeah. Um, and, and you could level it up and all of that sort of thing and customize it. I even had a friend that went out and got one, and we we hooked him up. And I, I'm cool. Oh, I named mine Han Shovo. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perfect. Wow. That's great. And yeah, well, I, I use that thing a lot. Um, anyway, I don't know where I was going with that, but. It was a really cool amiibo functionality. I enjoyed that. Well, thanks. <laughs> I definitely have have all the amiibo for for you guys to stuff. Oh, nice. Right. Uh, I just trouble night. Yes. Yep. I got okay. hold of that one too. Great. Oh, wow. That's yep. awesome. Had, had to grab everything, and uh, you know, you guys hold the record for the longest uh, waited uh, amiibo to I release. Know. You know. Uh, yeah. No. We we wear that that badge with shame and pride. Uh-huh. I I had it pre-ordered. I think. Three different times, and I canceled it to put the money towards something else. I'm like, no, I gotta get it. I gotta. <laughs> I mean, basically, oh, sorry. we just kept on working it. on the game, and the, you know, those amiibo were sitting in a warehouse. We're like, we can't put the we can't put the amiibo out without releasing without the without the game part to actually make it work. So we just gotta wait, and wait we did. So. Sorry, yes. sorry about that. Sorry. To no, the, sorry. To I'm not angry long. at all. I, I loved, I loved how long that was. It was like the suspense was killing me, but it, it almost became like a Duke Nukem. Like, is that ever going to come out again? You know, is right, that ever yeah. going to release? And I loved that. Um, <laughs> and finally, be able to get it. Um, and I know that some people had some complaints about like quality and stuff like that, but I absolutely love those figures. They're yeah. beautiful. Well, <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad you liked them. Yeah, loved them. Cool. Um, thank you for the gold, gold uh, shovel knight. Uh, that's that's yeah. an awesome thing to put out. Um, I hope there's more to come in, in the future, whether they're amiibo or figures or whatever. I because, know. Yes. Yeah. Awesomeness. That would definitely <laughs> be cool. I want to see figures of like every character. Definitely. We've wanted figures of every character forever, so hopefully we can see all all that happen in the future at some point. More yeah, merch. Yeah, more merged. There's always like something on the horizon that like will make that work. Like we we don't have any of the the, the ability to do that ourselves. We have to rely on partners and friends mm-hmm. or uh, not friends, like partners business and like friends. business friends. There you go. Um, uh, and yeah, it's not like I'm asking my buddy like, hey, could you make me an injection mold? Thanks. Um, yeah, so like we we have to rely on others to do that because like we don't have the capabilities ourselves, but we have the strong desire like. A, a very strong desire to, to be um, to make all the things that would like get you excited. So mm-hmm. we, uh, yeah, I make figures and and I don't know comic board, books and TV comic books and yeah. cereal and board games and, and there's shampoo. all the board games and shampoo <laughs> and conditioner. I'm just yeah, waiting. 
I'm just waiting for the day I walk into a GameStop and look at their helmet section and see Shovel Knight's helmet there, and then you can also get the shovel too as yes. a prop. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be cool. It would be too small, like you couldn't wear it, and everyone would complain. It'd be like, you what? The pre-order head is too small, and you can't even wear it. <laughs> is this the reference to Sonic Colors, Sean? Are you upset that you couldn't wear the Sonic Colors hat? <laughs> Is that a thing? No, yeah. that, I, no, this is a reference to the, this is, sorry, that's a reference to the Halo. Yeah, that's what I thought you were, okay, Halo was always on, yeah. yeah. And then, yeah. But then the Doom, I guess the Doom Slayer version that just came out, you can wear that, so you could look, Oh, can you? Look cool Sweet. while you're killing Doom. should have got that. There's oh. also the, the power armor from Fallout, you can wear that helmet. Yeah. Oh, shoot. That's, that's like, so weird. <laughs> See, the Doom one, I have a huge head. And the, I don't know if it was the one they put like in the special edition or whatever, but they had a Doom helmet at Gamescom that I tried on, and it actually fit me. So I was like so amazed with that. Wow. <laughs> right. I guess the Doom Slayer's got a big head too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. guess so. To fit all the Doom. Fit all those murderous thoughts. Yeah, all those anger. <laughs> so the current place we're living right now with all of this this COVID nineteen thing and the coronavirus and or sure. what have you. Um, you can't help but think of Plague Night. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I, I tweeted a couple weeks ago. Oh, no. Would it would it be in bad taste to put Plague of Shadows on sale? <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. It is. Um, but we did put all of Treasure Trove on sale anyway, just to you know, if you're if you're stuck and sitting on your butt at home. Everybody has lots of time. Everybody has like, free time, and it's like it's good because it's like it's a game that like maybe. It, you know, it has the co-op in there, so like you can play the game with someone at home that maybe you wouldn't have normally played games with. So, yeah, yeah. it's a good, it's a good sticking at home game. Yeah, and the showdown, yeah. the whole like battle mode. <laughs> yes, that's awesome. I forget about that. <laughs> yeah, showdown's been a good time recently. I've been playing that with my wife and a couple friends. Um, oh, oh, really? That's a good cool. one. Jumping into, yeah, yeah. We're worried. We're we're always a little worried that people wouldn't play showdown or it would get overlooked. So it's good to hear that that you're having some sessions and having some fun playing it. I, I, I really love playing showdown. Although at, at work, it's like, all right, Hey, come on, let's play showdown. And I don't think it's quite in, it hasn't quite been in the rear view mirror for long enough because mm-hmm. we just, yeah. Yeah, we've been testing it and playing it so much, but I'm like, all right, I'm ready to jump back in. You're definitely very eager more to play it than I, <laughs> than, yeah. than I am. Um, but, and you know, during the development, it was like, we play it every day and yeah. every single day, somebody would be like, is anybody going to play this? <laughs> like, what, who is the score? Is anyone going to play this? That was like a, a daily recurring thought and question. Right. Yeah. I visited Josh in West Virginia and uh, got to play it for the first time. Showdown, and I, I loved it. And like that was the thing I was most looking forward to. I think out of the whole thing was this the fighting game version. And I heard some people complain like I didn't even ask for this. I'm like, this is what I want. This is definitely what I want. <laughs> Thank you. And I'm that's that awesome. and that's and King cool. of Cards getting to play that card game. I can't wait to get into that. But I'm trying to pace yeah. myself and start from the very first one and work my way through. So, you know, oh, I'll, I'll get there it. eventually. Yeah, you got a lot. That's a lot of adventure. We're going to be stuck inside for a long time. So Yeah, that's at least a Final Fantasy 15 away. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's nice. I can work through my backlog. Mm-hmm. I, I, sh- I should be, but dang it, like I said, Animal Crossing came out. <laughs> and it's just one of those that we can just set and everybody can play at the house. And it's just yeah. been killing all of our time. Um, well, I actually, I actually do need to get. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just gonna say that sounds really nice. Also. Oh yeah, but... yeah. It's 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 very calming. It's funny going from it to Doom for me. Um, yeah, right. Lately, <laughs> uh, 
I wake up with it before everyone wakes up in the house and then it's time to calm back down again. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I actually beat uh, King of Cards not too long ago. I, I went through it a little slow, just taking my time with it. Um, cool. it. It felt like, I don't know if it was just the pace I went at it, but it felt like it was bigger than the other three campaigns. Yeah, it's definitely the biggest I don't know campaign. If that's completely true or not, but yeah, it is. It's got more. It's got more content, and Joustus is a big old time sink, and there's more levels, and there's just more stuff. There's more bosses. It's the biggest one. I mean, partially because we got to kind of roll some of the stuff from the other campaigns into that one as well, but it's yeah, it's by far the biggest one, especially after Spectre of Torment, which is like a pretty quick jaunt. So I'm a big Final Fantasy VIII fan. I love Triple Triad. And I just wanted to ask, like, before I get into Justice and really get to play this game, um, what inspirations did this this pull from? Was it something completely built from the ground up, like completely inspired by your own imaginations? Or is it something that, that kind of has some some elements from other things that you've experienced growing up with your nostalgia? Uh, well, I mean, Final Fantasy VIII is definitely the biggest inspiration for Justice. It's, you know, a card game that could be played within the regular game kind of as a side thing that mm -hmm. you would play versus npcs in the world and you would collect cards and with their faces on it with their faces on them and yeah. uh yeah but after that we kind of took it and spun it off in our own direction um you know we're mm -hmm. not like i was saying about reading we're not big fans of having to like <laughs> do a lot of reading or math or like comparing numbers uh we didn't want it to be like magic the gathering where you would have a bunch of uh where you'd have a bunch of mana to tap and creature tokens to think about. Instead, yeah. we tried to look to games that had a more physical element, like mm -hmm. and pushing, right? So it's like we had we said, okay, it'll be on a three by three grid, and we're gonna have cards with arrows on them, and you can use the arrows to like push around, um, like. I don't know, more like a physical board game or like, have you ever played that game Hive, that uh, that hexagonal, it's like a it's like a chess dominoes, checkers kind of thing. And it's all it's all with different kind of bugs that have different capabilities. Anyway, it's like we, we looked at we looked at board games and card games and tried to and tried to think of some some games that would be over first. Right. It, it had to be over in like a minute and mm -hmm. it had to be simple and easy to learn. And it had to be infinitely extendable with a bunch of weird powers and stuff. So we, we kind of really used real life games as inspiration and then just built onto it from there. Yeah, we played a lot of board games together and like we instituted like a game night where we could like get together and like talk about card games and just like play a bunch of games. Um, and that's that's survived past <laughs> King Knight's right. development. King Knight's still going. Or I mean, it, well, it was till the coronavirus. Oh, well, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so one other thing, I, I know we've been going on a little while here, and I'm jumping all over the place. Um, actually, two other things. Um, so you all have like a, um, I guess from your all's perspective, my, my favorite of the stories are the campaigns with Spectre of Torment. I, I really like the story and the character and all of that sort of thing. Do, would you all say you all have sort of a personal favorite static curiosity? Uh, yeah, the four campaigns. I think my one of mine, I guess, is I like King Knight a lot, um, but it's definitely like longer than the others. And so if I'm looking for something shorter, I'll just like play Spectre Knight really fast. You know, like. When we're doing yeah. testing, whatever, like I'll always sign up to do a, a Spectre Night run. Um, but 
King Knight's definitely like there's a lot there, and you can get lost in it. And like collecting things is fun, and like finding all the cards and um, seeing all the weird interactions that happen. Uh, that said, King Knight is still very fresh, <laughs> and so yeah. like going back and playing it is is very daunting. So I haven't, I don't have like a save file of King Knight on my own my own Switch. Oh yeah, me neither. I don't think I have a save night or a save night. I don't have a save. <laughs> I don't have a shovel night save on my Switch my retail switch at all because i <laughs> yeah. well because i played it like so many times yeah of course yeah, yeah. I th- king knight's definitely my favorite right now i just like i like i love the shorter stages right the, sh- the stages are over so much more quickly and mm-hmm. so you can just play them um and take take whatever path you want uh i really like joustus i really like how king knight is funny and like the comedy in that game i think is really funny and but also the story is like kind of dark and messed up. So it is. I, yeah. I, I won't. I don't want to spoil it. But the the ending kind of surprised me. But I don't know why it surprised me. Yeah, exactly. Right. I, right. Love, I love that setup. I was um, like, I kind of like he was my favorite to begin with, and I was like, I kind of hate him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't really decide. Yeah, I, it just kind of left me almost baffled by the end of it. I was cool with it. But... I mean, you just kind of forget. You forget that like. The yeah. character that you're playing as is like the jerk that you find yeah. later. It's like it happens in movies a lot, like um, where like a creepy scene happens at the beginning of the movie, and then like for 30 minutes, like nice things happen, and then you can like kind of think like, wait a minute, like I saw someone die. What was what? I, like I just watched. Uh, they did this yeah. in uh, Get Out, and like <clears throat> at the beginning of Get Out, there's like a, like this crazy abduction scene, like and it's like really scary and, and jolting and 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 scary, but like. For the for the rest of the scenes, like after that, it was like nice, like kind of getting to know the family and like things are a little weird. But like you're waiting for the horror to come, and then you're like, then you guys like think back. Oh wait, no, this is like there's bad things gonna happen. Like I, mean, I know it. And right. so same with King Knight. It's like he's a he's the bad guy, and when you're fighting him as Shovel Knight, like that's the same guy <laughs> that hasn't <laughs> changed. Yeah. And so like going through his campaign, you're like, oh, he's like the hero. I'm gonna be like. Oh no! Yeah, he wouldn't. Oh, no. be, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> he would wouldn't. He? He, he wouldn't. Would he? He wouldn't. Would he? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole joke with his mom um, throughout the campaign is pretty hilarious. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we love. Yeah, we love King Knight's mom. That was definitely one of the early ideas when we were working on King of yeah. Pirates. It's like it's like, oh yeah, he's got to be like a dork that, that that lives at home, and his and his mom Molly coddles him. <laughs> and is just really sweet to him and enables him, but maybe that's like part of why he is like how he is. So one other thing I've just was curious about in the past, um, I know like with the Xbox and the PlayStation versions back in the day, well, back in the day, I say that like it was years ago, but oh, it was years ago. <laughs> Too many years ago. <laughs> well, that, where they had like their own, their own exclusive bosses, like the Battletoads, I thought was super cool. I've always been a Battletoads fan. Totally. Um, now, I don't know how much you can say about it, but like, was there ever a thought for a Nintendo specific one or did that go anywhere? I mean, that kind of, that effort kind of became like the Amiibo effort, right? Like we, we gave a lot of like attention to the the Nintendo version. Um, But if ever the question is like, what Nintendo character would you want to fight as in a boss battle? I always think Ganondorf. Mm Mm-hmm. That's like my number one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why Ganondorf? Was? Because I love. Him. I mean, I know you love Ganondorf. Um, he's my main in Smash for one, but also okay. he's like, he's like big and imposing, but also just like a guy. 
you know like he he's like he fits i think the, the archetype of like enemies in shovel knight um i think he could like do some really cool stuff borrowing from the games borrowing from like his smash appearance more more of the games like his he's got the horse and stuff and Dude, would, we would be the first side-scrolling ganondorf <laughs> that would be nuts right he would dude, imagine, way, yeah. he would have to turn into his pig form totally yes that would be so cool but like the weird like minotaur pig i don't like the big fat just it's a pig i like the i like <laughs> right. the, the ocarina of time pig yeah. he's like a minotaur yeah. man best one for sure that's that's the cool one I like the fat pig version. <laughs> you like the fat pig one where you have to like yeah. catch him and flip him over? No, well, I don't like the gameplay of it, but I like. I think, yeah, that definitely taints it for me. Well, it's I guess I always see Link as like a. I see Link as like a square. He's like a little square, man. Yeah. He's like not like a. I don't see him as being like tall. Even though Zelda Two was like my first Zelda, I still think of, when I think of Link, I think of like Link to the Past Link, right? Like he's like, yeah. rah, rah, rah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I and I see Gan- and Ganondorf the or Ganon the blue pig seems like he would be the villain for a character like that. Like yeah, a sort of, I think a sort that of goofy like Saturday morning cartoon version. That's but that's Ganon. <laughs> that's not Ganondorf. Right. Yeah, Ganon. That's what I mean. Not Ganondorf. Oh, that does bring an interesting question. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, I, I can't shut up this evening. Um, <laughs> one I always had pictured in my head was, for, for whatever reason, I'll, I'll show my, I guess, my Donkey Kong Country love here, but it's King K. Rule. Because I just oh, feel like yeah. he's goofy and would fit that really well. Yeah, he's, got he's all an animal that talks. Yeah. <laughs> he, could fake, he could fake defeat and get back up or whatever. Yeah. yeah Sorry, totally. I'm just throwing out. Okay. No, that'd be no, awesome. Cool. That'd be really good. <laughs> no, we'll yes and your, we'll yes and your King K. Rule. So, uh, what would a TV show be like for Shovel Nice, like universe oh, or worlds? Like, what would that look like for, for your ideal idea for that? Like, cartoon, 3D animation? Like, what were you thinking? Like, Oh, I would. I'd always want it to be a 2D animated yeah. cartoon. That's where my heart lies. Hand drawn 2D animation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I agree. I could also. I I also like 3D stuff, so I could see it being 3D. But I, I like. I think I would rather have it be 2D. If it was 3D, what would it look like? Like Clone Wars? Like maybe Clone Wars. Maybe like. Um, I don't know. Something more stylized. Like I like I like the Clone Wars is stylized and I like that it, like there's like a lot of like cool shapes that come about and like seeing a character in Clone Wars like satisfies like a oh I wonder what who how this guy looks like <clears throat> I think Grand Moff Tarkin's in there or something and like seeing him rendered was like cool yeah um, Darth Maul yeah yeah like seeing seeing that like and like so like being able to do the same thing with Shovel Knight would be cool um, right. of like having like this is like the 3D version but it's like fun and cool and cute um, but the same thing could happen with 2D too like, I, I like the the new Mickey Mouse 2D is really fun and, and interesting that like oh yeah what if it was like the, Rin and Stimpy like, yeah. <laughs> it's just like gross out and weird don't Shovel compare Knight's... the new Mickey Mouse to Rin and Stimpy that's what so are you mean. talking about huge, I'm sure that was a huge inspiration it definitely is an inspiration it, it's, it is that's... on a scale of like Steamboat Willie to Ren, Ren and Stimpy, the the meter <laughs> runs a little closer to Ren and Stimpy, a little but bit. That's it's kind not of hilarious. I, I, super gross. 
Yeah. It, well, I used to watch it as a kid, and it's funny. Like in my household, like I remember my parents. I wasn't allowed to watch The Simpsons, but then I was allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy, which I don't know, like, <laughs> you should, yeah. dude. You should not be allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. No, <laughs> like, recently, no. like in the middle of the night, I'll get up and I'm flipping through the channels, and like Ren and Stimpy's on, like I don't know, like four in the morning. And I've been watching it some, and I'm like, how in the world did I get away with this? Yeah. It's, 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 it's really messed it's, up. Yeah, it it's <laughs> it's very interesting to watch as you know at my age now. Um, I yeah. thought Rocco had some hidden things to it. It's it's not even close to that. But no, yeah, yeah definitely. Anyway. I watched. There's an episode <laughs> where they're where they're trying to find. Uh, or where they they smell a delicious smell coming from the from the nearby oh. yard, and it's and it's all those hog faces. It's like pig, it's like pig yeah. faces that are steaming there, and they go in to get it. But then they're like, "Wait a minute!" He's like, "Wait a minute! I've seen cartoons like this before." And they're like, "There's gonna be a, there's gonna be a dog in there." But then they go in, and there's like a hideous baboon that attacks them instead, <laughs> yeah. and then it's just like a series of a series of gags with this like with this like horrible monstrosity of like a horrible baboon's like baboon. real, like it's like it's just like rabid. Yeah, it's really <laughs> it's so creepy. Anyway, the new, the new Mickey Mouse is nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, it's a little um, bit like that. <laughs> and I guess that wait to answer the original question. <laughs> I think sure. maybe I, I think maybe the Shovel Knight cartoon would be like in more like a Saturday morning cartoon format, or yeah. like I don't want to say like the Ruby Spears Mega Man cartoon because that cartoon wasn't good, but something where it's like. Notes. Yeah, super fighting <laughs> robot, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it would be like the Enchantress is trying to take something over. The Order of No Quarter fights with Shovel Knight, but like sometimes maybe they would like team up for you know one character would team up with them, and it would just be kind of like lighthearted and lighthearted and fun. It's like yeah. he's all, it's like Shovel Knight's always trying to get to the tower and like beat the Enchantress, but he like ne- but he never can, and they're. And then it just could devolve into weirdness, right? It's like, oh, well, we're going to have like a race and all the, it's like yeah. all the order, no quarter. This episode, we're going to make the biggest sandwich we can. Right. <laughs> right. We can make a bigger sandwich than Polar Knight and right. Tinker King, Knight. King Knight's like, I'll ruin it and put mouse traps in it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'd that's be great. I'm picturing it like a Ren and Stimpy style show with Shovel Knight. <laughs> right. <laughs> he takes it, he takes off his helmet and it's just like very realistic gross fish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> God. Since we're on multimedia, um, does Shovel Knight have any any board game forays? Any any cameos or otherwise? Yeah, actually we um, we're developing uh, well we're not developing, we are um, helping to develop a board game being made by Panda Cult Games. They ran a Kickstarter for it actually last year. Um, and uh, it is getting close to being finished. Uh, it'll be out soon. Um, and it's yeah, awesome. It's, it's like the first side-scrolling board game. It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> They're like rows of rows of uh, tiles of the environment and every turn you like move them more to one side, you take one off and then you put the next one on and everyone has to keep up as the, as the, like almost like the screen is scrolling. Yeah. It's really hard. It's kind of hard to picture because like, it's hard to like imagine like how the ground is moving, but um, yeah, it is, it is like the, like Sean is saying, it's like the ground is moving to the left and eventually you get to the end of like the play space. Right. And you fight the boss. Yeah, and it's a boss. Yeah, huh, so cool. cool. Yeah, and the but I mean, we all know the real reason for board games is 
to have cool sculpts of all the characters. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. the sculpts of all the characters are really, yeah. really cool. Yeah, they're like, amazing. yeah, they're like injection molded plastic pieces. Like, I don't know if y'all ever played Hero Quest back in the day, but that right. game was like right. my jam. And this is, this just reminds me of Hero Quest so much that uh, it's just so cool to see all of our characters in these little like two inch or I don't know what is it like one and a half inch. They're they're size. tiny. They're they're yeah. yeah one and a half to two I think is is like the size. Um, like and that's that's mostly where we've been involved is like is giving approvals for like the models and like helping with getting those yeah. looking good. And then also like making sure like the, because you don't just go to one area like you play the planes level and then you play you can play like the lich yard level and like and each level has their own mechanics their own like right. special things like the lich yard has a bunch of spikes that have um <clears throat> lanterns over it. and so you can like bounce on the lanterns but once you use a lantern then there's just spikes left over and so the player the other players have to like navigate around the spikes <laughs> and it sounds like i'm talking about like a real game play level because that's like actually how it kind of works it feels like you're playing a side scroller it's really cool um <laughs> <clears throat> and I'm, I'm excited to see like how it all tweaks out and, and how the mechanics uh, land. Yeah, we hung out with those dudes at PAX. Like, mm-hmm. It was super fun and cool, and I'm just happy to be in the board game circuit. That was really neat. And But that's not all, because <laughs> Shovel Knight also is in Exceed, right? As, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 As a cameo, and I don't know, Waz, if you can you speak to that more than because I don't really know that. Besides the awesome art, I don't know that much about Exceed specifically. So, yeah, Exceed. If, if if you've played it, it's um it's a and if you've not played it, I'll explain it to you. Um, you buy like a character, right? And so it's a it's a battling system that has universal rules, but every character you're buying is sort of like a class in and of themselves, and so they have their own abilities. They have like they uh, there's like a universal rule set, but it's like it's sort of like when you when you play magic or you play like any any normal card game um you bring your deck and your deck is as has its own personality but in this case you're bringing like a character so you're going to bring shovel knight but you can't you don't just like fight other shovel knight characters you could play like um other characters in the xc roster there's some some from like animes and and um other games and stuff so it's like there's a lot of like uh it's sort of like smash brothers like it's like it's like bringing together uh, weird genres and 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 very disparate character designs, um, and the art is so good. It's so awesome. <laughs> right, they made weird, unique armors for each of the characters. So it's oh, like yeah. there's Propeller Knight and there's like Super Propeller Knight. Yeah, and and all of them have new outfits, and the art is really like very... it was cool because like yeah, like part of the mechanic for Exceed is that you get like the Exceed version, like the like the character like exceeds or whatever, and so like they. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the exact term, so I'm sorry. Uh-huh. Um, but I think it is like the X form or whatever. Um, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I'm just talk, talking. It's how I talk. Um, but we didn't want to use the like the fancy armors that we have with the amiibos, right. and so we were like, just design whatever. Design your own. Just thing. make it your imagination. Make it your own imagination, and they really did. They went crazy with it. They Spectre Knight becomes it. like ethereal fire is like holding them together, and Propeller Knight, like like Sean said, has like this. He's like way more propellery and <laughs> way more regal. <laughs> um, Polar Knight is just like a night- nightmare. It's it's awesome. They're all so good. So yeah, Exceed's great. Uh, yeah, cool. And who knows? Maybe Shovel Knight will appear in even more board games and card games. You'll just have to stay tuned. Definitely. 
you know, it's it's inevitable, like that a video game card game will come to a physical card game at some point. I mean, there was the the Adventure Time card game that happened. Oh, you right, know, yeah. they, there was an attempt at Triple Triad. There's, I mean, eventually we'll probably get a physical version. Yeah, some justice. justice. Yeah, Please give sure. me physical justice. Like, <laughs> yeah, you know, I was gonna say that. Yeah, there's so many interesting problems to solve with that game because it's like it's very much a video game card game Mm -hmm. how would Mm -hmm. how would you display the gem how would you make make the cards able to slide around without it being really cumbersome and everything everywhere but if you i could imagine you you would have it like on a board i mean heck was designed like a how a physical justice board would look that's like in the storybook images and like we tried to we tried to think about it at least a little bit of how it would be played yeah it was always approached as if like this is like a physical thing and like like you can you can like the cards are like a thickness enough that you can like slam into each other but the problem is it's, it's like like sean's saying is like we communicate the rules through the icons and that they animate and stuff and so like when you use the bomb card against another card like it doesn't just move the card into your deck which is like what physically happens it like explodes it and there's fire and there's like an icon that changes <laughs> so there's like way more like mm-hmm. you know hidden you stuff can figure that out a way if you can add an explosion to our card games for a game, not going to be all over that. <laughs> right. yeah. Yeah. This is the explosion module. It's just like a bag of fireworks. I would, be, I would be into that. That sounds like fun. Like I always love it when I, I always love it when a board game or a card game has some gimmicky sh- stuff. Like you know, like shred this card or whatever. Right? Or, yeah. Or I mean, I, I, even like. I don't know those games like Crossfire or Fireball Island or uh, Mousetrap, where there's like yeah. a big physical, <laughs> yeah, yeah. a big physical element that you could have fun with. I feel like that's that helps play to the strength of a board game, at least children's board games. Definitely. <laughs> or the game that you you were playing, oh, was Risk Legacy, where like it has like ten total oh, yeah. rounds and you have to buy a new one because like you're like using a sharpie on the map and like changing stuff right right well it's supposed to be the four it's like the same however many four or five players play every time and then after the first it's like okay the first game is over now you like nuke one of the countries and like cross it off the board and it's gone forever there are sealed card packs that you that it's like only open this card pack and only shuffle them in on the third time you play this game <laughs> so and, and you play it for <laughs> you play 10 rounds and then it's all and then it's like all done i think after that you could still play it but all of the uh that's so the, smart for risk because like you buy one set of risk and you just have it in the back of your closet for like 35 years yeah but if it's yeah. like a thing that you have to renew, literally, like you're like like you have to buy a new one because you exhausted the last. Because you one. destroyed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's like end of the last game. Open the card and like you open it and it just says like light the whole thing on fire. Right, right. <laughs> like Throw send it, it back trash. to Hades. <laughs> Here's a coupon for ten percent off. The new, yeah, <laughs> a new one. <laughs> it's a coupon and instructions to burn. Right. <laughs> like wait a minute, am I being had? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, honestly, this has been fun. Um, I probably should get wrapping it up at some point here. I kind of forgot we were recording a show there for a minute, I think. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, one last thing I actually wanted to throw your guys' way. Um, uh, for, for everybody, for all of our listeners that don't necessarily keep up with everything, um, can you tell us a little bit about uh, what's coming, Cyber Shadow, um, Dig, and all of that sort of thing? Uh, sure. <clears throat> Cyber Shadow, which is a ninja action game 
NES style in the vein of Ninja Gaiden or think about your favorite Ninja game. It's like that, except even more cooler and modern because it's all brand new. We better. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's being <clears throat> we're we're publishing that game, uh, and uh, we've been helping out uh, our friends at Mechanical Head Studios. So it's kind of like we're doing like a like a collaborative effort. Mm-hmm. And that's coming out in fall of this year, and it's really shaping up to look great. And we just had a meeting about all the story stuff, and the story is like way more deep and cool than I had ever really imagined. Cool. I was recording, I was recording video for it for uh, like ESRB stuff, and and um, I was supposed to just record a little bit, and I just like played through the whole thing that was that was there because it was like oh, I just want to see his next boss. I mean, it would be really cool if I could show this in the, in the video. And so right. I got through like half the game <laughs> just like playing it. It's like really yeah. really fun. But it's like making yeah. We were, we showed it at PAX at a couple of PAXs now, and the reactions yeah. have been really good. It just it feels great to play, and we're really looking forward to letting everybody get their hands on that. Yeah. So that's cool. Awesome. That's coming up. Awesome. And Shovel Knight Dig yeah. is. Go ahead. Yeah, go uh, for it. Uh, Dig is a is a collaboration between us and Nitrome. Nitrome is a um, they made Bomb Chicken most recently on Switch, and they're also they were also a big Flash portal back in the day. Um, and so they're uh, they've also made a bunch of mobile games, and they're extremely talented. One of my favorite pixel artists uh, is is the guy who's doing a lot of the pixel art there. Gustav. Gustav. He's like he's amazing. He's like one of the he's like one of the like the upper echelon. Uh, pixel artists in the world right now. There's like yeah. there's like you know ten or twelve of them, and he's like one of them. Like when um, I started at Way Forward, yeah. and we did, and we were doing Contra Four, it was like, oh, do you think we could get Gustav to do some sprites? Like, yeah. like, like, Gustav. oh, Gustav, oh. he's like so cool, and, then, and he did, and those sprites are amazing. And yeah. I just, yeah, I'm really honored to be working with him so many years later. That's super cool. It's it's cool, and it's cool like collaborating and like giving feedback, and then him like and getting people excited about like what we're doing. So there's a lot of like back and forth with with dig and um that doesn't have a release date but we're working hard on it um constantly yeah um, to be, it's like it's like spelunky or crypt of the necro dancer or sure, yeah. enter the gungeon it's like it's like the game is different every time there's a whole new <laughs> there's a whole new batch of bosses that we're making and it's like it's this is it's really cool because this is like a very it's a very new shovel knight experience it's like very compared to making these new campaigns which is like reusing a lot of the assets or the ideas or kind of treading over some the same filling in gaps in the story this is like really going in a whole different direction and it's like all new and so it's like really fun and exciting yeah um and then last one is pocket dungeon and like the other ones it's a new genre it's a new like part of like why we like to do these is like to explore different creative outlets like you i want to have a sci-fi mario, game yeah you gotta have a mario kart you gotta yeah, have a right. dr mario you gotta have a wario's woods <laughs> well, maybe you don't need that one <laughs> well that's kind of weird because we did that with pocket dungeon it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like wario's woods beats like necrodancer <laughs> yeah a little so, bit yeah it's like a puzzle game with a lot of like um not like rhythm necessarily but there's like there's like definitely definitely a cadence to how the enemies come out you want to talk about it sean uh sure yeah i mean it's like a combination of a falling block puzzle game and a shovel knight battling game so you move around the board you move around the well like a tetris well like in in 2d and enemies and things fall down from the top 
and it's your job to clear everything out, defeat the enemies. If you hit enemies that are grouped together, then they, it makes a combo. And so you have to combo the enemies, be careful not to take too much damage. <clears throat> and then like the door will fall down from the top, the exit, I mean, and then you could go through it and like go to the next level. And there are treasure chests that have fabulous prizes and you can go to Chester's, you can go inside Chester's chest and buy items from him. And so you're like creating a build for yourself as you're playing also. So it's like, it's like a roguelike, uh, it's like a roguelite kind of game, as well as being a puzzle game, as well as being a Shovel Knight game. Right, it's, right. It's like really and, crazy. And that's just the single player part. We're, we're developing the multiplayer side as well. And the multiplayer right. will have like, like, like the classic, like Puyo Puyo fighting against each other, you know, panel yeah. upon sending trash into the other, the other, uh, well, you gotta um, have a- great multiplayer yes yes definitely and so we we didn't show it off at pax because it wasn't quite ready but it's like it's so close to being awesome um and the so multiplayer, you mean? yeah the multiplayer yes um and the multiplayer itself like we we played a lot and it's a lot of fun and i i can't wait till like people really get their hands on it and can kind of like really like i think it has a potential to be like really deep and really like the, the skill cap being really high definitely. Um, so yeah i'm looking yeah. forward to what people do with it and how they impress us with their lightning fast reflexes yeah, and that's being developed by Vine, aka Russell Rafferty, who mm-hmm. is a uh, who's another one of our our uh, collaborators. So we're all just we're just like working with a lot of other people on a lot of cool new stuff, yeah. just so we could. Plus, we're starting on two new projects internally that we can't talk about yet, but no, we're going to do. Yeah, we're going to do two projects at once, and they're going to be <laughs> new and thrilling in in completely different ways. So we've got a whole lot, whole heck of a lot going on, um, yep. or at least we would be if we weren't all stuck at home with coronavirus. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I wouldn't tell anybody, but I, it, I guess that would be true. It would be just when we publish this podcast, it would probably tell a few people. So yeah, <laughs> no, no, we'll we'll keep, we'll keep the secret prime. Don't worry. Yeah, <laughs> that is just fine. We won't be able to hide it for too long. Well, <laughs> oh, well, I'm looking forward to it um, and everything there to come. So, well, Ryan, if, if anybody else has anything you want to throw out there, um, go right ahead. Otherwise, Ryan, uh, you want to work on closing us out? Uh, well, I guess I just like to close out as always thanking everyone that's played Shovel Knight, anyone that backed our Kickstarter. Yeah. You know, we have, nothing but love and appreciation for all of you. And just thank you for giving us the opportunity to be able to work on the kinds of cool stuff that we get to have fun working on every day. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you guys. And, and we really like, we read all the emails that you guys send to our support and there's a lot of, we get a lot of emails, people saying like their experience, personal experience with shovel Knight has been like really, you know, great for them or, or, you know, it helped them connect with their, their family members. And that kind of stuff is like what yeah, we've helped them through so, a hard time. Yes. Yes. So keep sending that, keep, keep sending your love. We, we really appreciate it. We read everything. So. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Thanks you guys so much for, for having us on the podcast. As well. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Thank you guys. Um, where can oh, yeah. people find you guys on social media? Oh yeah. You can get, um, at Yacht Club Games is how you can find the company. Um, and that's like probably the best source for news. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also like find our website. We always are posting articles there. Um, if you want, if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can. Uh, it's N O R K W O Z. I I mostly just use it to tell people I'm streaming. So that's <laughs> if you care about that. Right. And <laughs> uh, so follow me. Yeah, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, I'm at 
Shawnee Face YCG, which is S E A N Y F A C E Y C G. And, and Sean, Sean's very funny. I have I make hilarious shit posts sometimes, so <laughs> <laughs> but most of the time it's just retweeting the Yacht Club account. I don't know. Your mileage varies. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we really appreciated having you, and it was good good having a good chat with you. Um, it's it's awesome to ask all these questions and just uh, you know hear from people who have uh, big nostalgia um, and can take that forward into the games that they make. So thank you so much for being on. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, you can find our show at thenintendovillage.com slash Nintendo Nostalgia. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. Uh, you can find us on our Facebook at Nintendo NOS, on our Twitter at Nintendo underscore NOS. You can find us on our Instagram at Nintendo NOS IN. And uh, you can shoot us an email at NintendoNostalgiaIN at gmail.com. And uh, if you want to call on our hotline and share your memories and show us some love, uh, the number is 317-969-5690. Guys, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening, and we will catch you next week. Later, Preston. Bye.